0: there has been successive reports, reviews, commissions, investigations, analysis of the aged care sector and what is required. And they all point to very similar things. And one of those things is the need for innovation and practical innovation delivered to not just innovation theatre,
1: Silver Adventures is a content and technology company dedicated to improving the lives of older adults through immersive virtual reality experiences. And this podcast is our opportunity to hear from industry experts, thought leaders, and passionate individuals to share with you their knowledge, expertise, and experiences. Welcome to the Age Care Enrichment Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Deneef, and today we're talking to Heath Shonan. Heath is a partner at Bentley's Chartered Accountants in Brisbane, who is heavily involved in advising aged care businesses of all stages on how they can optimize their business models and over-deliver to their customers. He's leading the way for innovators and investors in the industry, and is a passionate advocate for the quality of change that innovative new ideas can bring. Heath also runs Care Factor, an incubator program for early stage aged care startups, and Silver Adventures has been lucky enough to work alongside Heath throughout this program. In this episode, we get really deep into how to champion innovation within an organization and some of the tools and opportunities that everyone can access to make this possible. So we hope you enjoy this interview with Heath Shonen. Heath, thanks so much for joining us today on the program. It's nice to be
0: here, Ash, and thank you very much for having me along. Looking forward to our chat together.
1: Absolutely, me too. And and can we start with a little bit about your background and the work that you're doing? The Fullness of my
0: professional background. I began my career at KPMG in Queensland and had a wonderful role working in the private clients or private business area um, with a dual focus into Asian business, actually. But Uh, I wanted to continue to build my skill set and so that role was very much focused around business advisory work and I wanted to get a a flavour for audit and corporate finance and and the like and so I did multi-skilling across different parts of the firm. Did my apprenticeship there, moved over to England and worked in both corporate development for a large pharmaceutical company and also in one of the large banks in Liverpool Street in London and then my third role was actually with a social housing company in the outskirts of London. So quite diverse roles before uh, coming back to Australia after a couple of years of European adventures and work experience and ended up joining Bentleys where I am today and so that was 16, 17 years ago now and I've been a partner here for 15 odd years and At that time when I joined the firm, it had a great long-standing presence within the aged care sector, amongst other sectors, but really deeply involved in the aged care sector, advising all manner of stakeholders. The government around financial risk and allocation of capital, such as zero real interest loans. Financial capital funders, both debt and equity, whether it be the large banks or institutional capital funders, providers with their service provision, whether they be resi, aged care, home care, retirement living, uh, and then also consumers through our private client work and so have uh for the last 15 or 16 years now had a, a deep focus on the Australian aged care sector and Australian healthcare more broadly across a few different lenses so that's that's brought me to here Ash and uh I actually remember 20 odd years ago doing some multi-skilling into audit thinking I'd be working on list public companies and I came back one one night a little bit disheartened because I'd found myself working on the audit of an aged care home and uh, my boss at the time said to me, who knows Heath, you may end up specialising in aged care. (laughs) I dismissed, but here I am
1: 20 something years later. Yeah, wow. And was was Bentley's association with the aged care industry and those sorts of connections, was that what attracted you or was that a factor in in choosing to, to join Bentley's? It wasn't immediately, the immediate
0: attraction was the quality of the partners and the types of clients that they were working with. Mm-hmm. So at a very deep level, they're two really great value drivers and uh, it just so happens that the health and care sector aligned with, with with the firm, but also i would had previous experience. And it's a sector that really grabs you, Ash. It's got such a, a deep social purpose and social conscience. And from a business perspective, it also has many different, very interesting overlays. We've got this tension between government and society and families, and uh, there's an interplay of intergenerational wealth, there's an interplay of social responsibilities, all, all kinds of fascinating business levers, as well as it's very unique in where the capital costs of providing the service are funded by the consumer. So as a sector, that's a, a very unique characteristic as well.
1: Yeah, those are really good points. I'd never thought about how kind of unique an environment it is with all those different players and there's different factors to consider. Now, something you're quite passionate about, I think, Heath, is, is innovation. And with a lot of experience in business advising, you've probably got a lot to say about what it means to be an innovative company, but in the space of aged care, what does it mean for an aged care provider to be innovative?
0: Absolutely, spot on. I am passionate about it because I believe that it's going to be one of the great uh, ways to move forward and really take some progressive steps in in aged care, not just in Australia, but globally. And So it's been born out of working with so many different stakeholders, looking at their pains and gains and uh, jobs to be done from their perspectives and, and seeing all of these different stakeholder perspectives. It was born out of 25 years of benchmarking the aged care service provision. It was born out of 20 years of advising the Commonwealth around financial risk. and. Being financial people, or coming from that financial background, we can see there's an increasing demand, there's an increasing quality expectation, there's a need for productivity, and uh, there's a decreasing ability for government to pay and provide the safety net that it currently does at such a high level for everybody in society. And their historical positions which, which need to change, but putting aside some of those macro pieces, we're passionate about innovation because we can see that it can practically move the needle on providing better outcomes for care recipients, providing better outcomes for their families, providing better outcomes for providers, and providing better outcomes for the stakeholders who have vested interest in those providers, whether it be governments or uh, or other service providers. So. There has been successive reports, reviews, commissions, investigations, analyses of the aged care sector and what is required. And they all point to very similar things. And one of those things is the need for innovation and practical innovation delivered to not just innovation theatre. There's a high degree of innovation theatre. You know, look, look, look at this, look at that. It's We're being innovative, but it never translates into improved outcomes either for the consumers, care recipients, their families, or the providers or society as a whole. So we're trying to move the needle practically with innovation, whether it be targeted at productivity or otherwise.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And how can an aged care provider differentiate between innovation theater, as you said, and, and genuine innovation? <laughs> if
0: the execution premium is a, is a big part and focusing on the outcomes as opposed to the method You know, it's easy to put budgets aside. It's easy to add innovation to uh, agendas of board meetings or executive meetings. Uh, And indeed, providers, as an example, care providers are already innovating. So they are doing this. They have forms of what what are called continuous improvement plans. And these continuous improvement plans are absolutely a form of, of incremental innovation, so it is already occurring. Signals are being done by adding it to agenda and allocating budget to it. But to actually deliver it is a focus on the execution, and uh, it requires a whole different skill set. Providers are doing it, captured in their continuous improvement plans. That's incremental innovation, or you know, some of the terms that we use. It's it's exploiting existing innovations and in business models. And we're big advocates also of um, outcome-focused, evidence-based and uh, exploring new business models as well too as part of that broader innovation banner.
1: Mm, Yeah, fantastic. And you mentioned those two sides there, exploiting and exploring. Uh, Do you feel like one of those is more available to providers, for example, or are both skills and, and tool sets that can be used equally? What are your thoughts on that? Strategists
0: call this the ambidextrous organization, Ash, so where you can both exploit and improve your successful and established business models and explore completely new value propositions, completely new business models and other types of growth engines. Mm. The exploit stuff is where a lot of organizations find it easy to do because it's easy to work with their existing business model. To create efficiencies or incremental change, and you know, really practical examples of what's going on right now is business process re-engineering, or looking at time and motion studies around staff utilization to make sure that there's the highest and best use of different skill sets, or it's the replacement of products and services with newer, better ones. You know, better beds, lifting, etc. Mm. That's relatively easy and comparatively easy and then systems around that in the organisations already to enable that. The explore side, though, as I mentioned before, is all around these new value propositions, these new business models and growth engines. And so that's where you can really move the needle. And it's hard for established companies to actually master the explore side because it requires very different ways of, of working. As an example, the culture, the skills, the processes, the incentive programs, they work well for efficiency, but they're not producing the radical measure. And I'll give you an example. So a, a key performance measure for the explore side is rate of learning and new knowledge created and what evidence you're actually creating and, and learning. And that mm-hmm. isn't a revenue or a net profit measure, which is, and in fact, you've got a cash burn usually on the explore side of things. So the tools are different. The, the tools are absolutely different. It's in the kind of the technology world that they talk about this kind of build, measure, learn, or an agile type of methodology. The culture requires people who are willing to experiment and fail. And you know, look at some of the the, the great companies have embedded this in their ethos. The Amazons of the world have said, you know, you know that sort of the test. It's, it's, you can make mistakes. In fact, we want to because that's how we learn. And so. Uh, you get penalised when you're exploiting your existing model if you make mistakes because you've already learnt a lot. So tools, we're big fans of the business model canvas and the customer value proposition tools. So they're, they're great canvases, lean canvases to be able to rapidly sketch out what your idea might be, wrap a business model around it and then start to test that before you actually spend any money.
1: You're also working through Bentley's with a lot of very early stage companies at the moment in an incubator program called Care Factor. Can you maybe explain quickly what an incubator is and what Care Factor is for? Yeah, Care Factor.
0: We we've put this colloquial term out there. It's the entrepreneurial playground for Australian aged care, and the playground's a bit of a you know a, a fun term to use, but a, an incubator in its very purest sense takes ideas, takes early stage business models and helps rapidly validate the product market fit by using principles of scientific method, wrapping principles such as build, measure, learn loops around and creating those collisions with the first customers to really help that product market fit validation. And so we had a hypothesis, Ash, about seven, eight, nine years ago, when we were still deep in the midst of benchmarking and uh, doing all of the very typical sort of forecasting and strategy type of work that we do and all of that forces you to think about the future and the, the future was looking increasingly bleak when we started you know casting our minds out five ten years based on current trajectories and so we had an hypothesis seven or eight years ago that the industry wanted a needed innovation not just the exploitation but the exploring of new stuff we tested that with some aged care providers where we took some specific problem statements that they had and then pitched to their board at the end of the day, saying, hey, we've got this idea. This is how we're gonna wrap a business model around it. This is what we need to do to test it. uh, And this is what we need funding for. And so we ran a couple of those, this further validated our hypothesis that the sector wanted and needed innovation. We then co-designed what the program needed to look like with a whole range of stakeholders, um, whether it be equity capital funders, debt capital funders, providers, government, consumers, Peak Bodies. We tested it. We we did our own business model canvas. We tested it. We gathered our own evidence over the period of about two years, and it culminated in the the pilot of Care Factor in 2019. And so that was a 12 week program, Mm -hmm. uh, three day masterclass at the front end, where we took 10 teams through a process of learning how to use these tools, how to apply scientific principles. And how to collect evidence, build hypotheses, but then go through that rate of learning, and then importantly wrap an ecosystem around them, whether it be mentors and providers to so that they could test their product market fit. Uh, the mentors to help them along the way, subject matter experts, whether it be AusTrade or the Oz Industries, or you know the, the bankers like Westpac, or, or, or lawyers like Red Chip or built environment experts like painters, venture capital within a sprint context and you know Bentley's driving the business strategy and these tool side of things. Wrap these mentors around them, take them through a 12-week program, help them validate their product market fit and the whole reason why we're doing this Ash is so that we could really accelerate um, this process of idea through to practical improved outcomes for the elderly in our community as i said too much innovation theater look at these shiny toys we wanted to condense it down to a 12 week process from shiny toy incubate it through this 12 week program so that that is actually a, a real usable tool to provide better outcomes for for the elderly and so that's an incubator. It takes the early stage ideas. And so we we piloted our program in 2019 under our own build measure learn loop. We had some great learnings uh, around that. Part of those learnings was to increase the validation of uh, the team's product market fit with aged care providers. And so we took it from 10 teams in 2019 to close to 50 aged care providers. I'd like to think that the teams that are going through the current care factor cohort which culminates in pitch day on the 23rd of march uh 2021 are really benefiting from those collisions with their customers through this 10 by 10 minute speed dating and you know to give you some insight the 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 teams this year so We had 52 applicants from entrepreneurs who look at aged care as a great thematic and want to solve some problems or social social entrepreneurs. We had uh, universities and teams from universities such as QUT, advanced robotic teams, looking to spin out and do a tech transfer, so translate their research into a practical commercial setting. And then we had teams that were actually entrepreneurs within aged care organisations, looking to 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 wrap a wrap a business model around. And so those fifty two teams, we interviewed twenty of them, and we're taking ten through the program, of which Silver is one of them. And and part of the reason why you know the teams got through to it through such a competitive process was their focus and alignment with our core objective of providing better outcomes for the elderly in our community and willing to to trust us that we will actually help make a difference going through this this process. So we're incubating 10, 10 organisations at the moment to really improve the outcomes and they're part of a broader ecosystem, right Ash? So the, it takes a, a village to, to, to raise a child and Uh, care factor is just one component of that ecosystem, which is why we use this term, this entrepreneurial playground for aged care. We're lucky. I'm very privileged to be able to have access to government, have access to all different stakeholders, have access to board and executive level aged care providers on a daily basis. And so one of the ways that we thought we could help practically, again, to loop the innovation theatre, the way that we could help practically was to put our arms around all of the people that we know in the sector, use our role as a privileged intermediary and a trusted intermediary to provide a program to improve outcomes focused on innovation.
1: You're listening to the Aged Care Enrichment Podcast, brought to you by Silver Adventures. We're on a mission to examine ways to improve the quality of care and the quality of life for seniors. And each week we're bringing aged care industry experts, thought leaders, and passionate individuals directly to you to share their knowledge, stories, and experiences. In season one of the podcast, we delivered thought provoking and meaningful episodes covering consumer experience, dementia care, palliative care, service transformation, and research and innovation. And we've got plenty more amazing guests lined up for season two. So maybe you'd like to partner with us and have your message showcased directly to our rapidly growing audience of aged care executives and people working within the industry. For advertising inquiries, please email acepodcast at silver, that's silvr adventures.com.au. Now let's get back to this week's guest. Fantastic. And it sounds like there's there's a lot of value there for the, the companies that are being incubated, but also the industry as a whole. And any providers that might start to work with these companies, how can care providers get involved with Care Factor or, or the companies that are being incubated?
0: Yeah, that's spot on. When we were developing up, we used our own tools, so practice what we preach. And so we did a, a value proposition canvas for stakeholders, for government around Care Factor, for the teams to go through the program, through sponsors, and importantly, through the care providers, for the care providers. And the return on investment that, we believed and has been tested and is, you know, really translating well for those that are involved. Is that the providers that are involved with CareFactor and that do become involved in this product market fit validation? It's they get the front row seat as to what is actually really happening in a validated context. You know, remember the ten teams that are going through this process have been through a comprehensive filtering and assessment process. And so they're getting access to something that's been through a filter that, because otherwise they get knocks on the door every day of the week. Providers are so busy and remember their key jobs to be done are delivering 24 seven quality care, looking after the care recipients and the family members and all the stakeholders around them, that they're large workforce providers. And so absolutely not all of it is gonna work. That's the whole idea of such early stage innovation but part of it is to help answer that question really early on for all of these teams so that they don't waste precious time and resources is do I pivot is this hitting the mark for providers do I persevere or do I do I kill this idea do I no longer waste any resources and so the providers that are involved in that process they're seeing validated innovation they get the opportunity to be able to pilot these innovations in their own in their own organization. And usually because, and, I, and I'm going out on a limb here, but usually because the companies that we're dealing with, the enterprises that we're dealing with that are going through CareFactor are such early stage, the opportunity to have a pilot, mm. paid if possible, to share the cost, but even an unpaid pilot is gold to be able to point to proof of concept being validated in market. So the opportunity for providers to be able to get these pilots of technologies that are truly going to help either increase their revenue or decrease their cost. Remember, some of these teams and organizations going through CareFactor have the ability to add additional revenue from new markets to aged care providers, not just their existing revenue sources of government, subsidies or resident fees. Currently, 70% of money comes from government and 30% comes from from resident subsidies. The opportunity for providers to be able to access alternative revenue sources via the innovations being driven through CareFactor is an incredible return on investment value proposition for them.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And for those care providers that haven't been involved in the incubation process. There is the public um, web event, the pitch day on the 23rd of March. Where can people find out more about that?
0: Bentleys.com.au forward slash care factor. And it will be a full online digital event this year. This is one of the learnings that we've had to go through is a pivot to online slash digital to facilitate uh, teams where we can't meet in person and get that collaborative energy. so, that's been a, a great learning experience for us, by the way. Um, one of the real big upsides of that, though, is that we've been able to go global and accept some international teams that have an interest in solving Australian aged care problems. So, thanks to our international partners such as Austrade, the Care Factor word has gone global and the program has now gone global. So, it's really great to see. But, in terms of being able to find more information about the pitch day or about Care Factor more generally, Bentleys.com.au forward slash Factor.
1: Now, previously, just before you mentioned uh, investment and you're someone who's through Bentleys and, and also outside of Bentleys leading investment into aged care. What message would you like to convey to people who are working within the industry about the investment that's coming in?
0: So from an investor's perspective, Aged care has a number of really great attributes. There's an underpinning demographic thematic. So we've got a society that is aging exponentially. There's high degrees of government funding. Mm -hmm. There's a fragmented marketplace. So purely wearing an investor hat, those three things provide great opportunities. You've got reasonable certainty around your recurrent revenue streams. You've got an underpinning increase in your customer base and there's perceived inefficiencies through fragmented service provision. So that's the investor's lens on aged care. And if you can focus on those positives and talking to the aged care providers in situ thinking about this externally, there's a range of opportunities to be able to attract investment because as a subject matter expert, you know best what needs to be done and also you know how to deploy it. So the message is you've got an amazing in-situ perspective and the uh, experience base there to capitalize upon those investor perspectives. And it's a sector that wants and needs innovation. Innovation is rewarded by investment. Financial capital flows to innovation, particularly when there's a return on investment. And clearly there is that opportunity here. And so the ability to implement technology to completely improve ways, so the exploit side, or to develop brand new business models within aged care. So imagine applying something like the subscription business model, the Netflix business model to aged care, Ash. And imagine if you were to transform the current aged care business model, which is government pays for service, resident pays for what they can afford under a means-tested arrangement to it's a subscription paid for by the family or a subscription paid for by the insurance company. So business model innovation, but to deliver that, uh, the people with the connections in the sector uh, are best placed to marshal the resources, uh, get customer access, because generally they'll have friends in, or colleagues who have worked in a whole range of different education providers. And so the ability to get first customers is usually another great advantage that they have as well.
1: Yeah, that's a really great message. And it's a very timely one as well, I think. We're recording this in uh, middle of February 2021. And very shortly, the Royal Commission's final reports will be released. By the time this goes to air, it'll be after that. But it, I think that to hear that not only is the hope and anticipation of change out of the Royal Commission's findings, but also that there is interest from investors and innovative companies and entrepreneurs to kind of contribute to this culture of change. It's not just pitting all our hopes on a government change, but from within and, and from without, there's also a desire to change and, and a will to change.
0: Fully agree with that sentiment. And there will be signals and support provided by government and necessarily so as they're a key market maker within this sector, and they will be super helpful. However, at the same time, going back to the points I made before around the execution, it is actually up to all of the stakeholders to and the whole of the ecosystem to be able to support that change in that evolution which looping care factor back into the discussion Ash that's exactly the way that we thought we could use our skills to support that evolution uh, mm. and this is not a new requirement and it won't go away tomorrow and so we're really grateful for the industry support we've received so far we're really grateful for the the teams that of shown interest in in being a part of that ecosystem or that entrepreneurial playground, we're grateful for the, the sponsors, Telstra, Westpac, Painters, uh, Redchip, Sprint, Global Centre for Energy and Aus, Trade, we're grateful for all of our sponsors, I think I've got them all there, um, and partners for supporting the ecosystem. But we need to do more, we're ready to help to do more, and part of I guess my ask is several fold. We want more entrepreneurs. We want more people who want to solve the problems of aged care. They're well-documented, they're well-known. The pains and the gains are there. We want people who want to improve the lives of the elderly. We want universities to help. We want to help you translate your technology and research into a commercial setting. And the entrepreneurs, the aged care providers out there that have got an idea or an innovation that they want to exploit, we want to help you wrap a commercial business model around that. So they're our ask for from a team perspective. We have an ask, an ongoing ask from providers that if you want a front row seat for innovation, if you want to be able to get access to this curated innovation that's coming through the program, uh, sign up via the Bentleys.com.au care factor website. We've got great validation this year from running the project, even in a digital format. So it gives me inspiration to continue to run this moving forward. And to do that, we need the teams, we need the providers, we need the support from our sponsors, and we're grateful for the support that we've received so far.
1: Fantastic, Heath. Thank you so much for your time today, and, and thanks for sharing your expertise. And thank you so much. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Age AH Care Enrichment Podcast, brought to you by Silver Adventures. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And if you're enjoying it, please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. If you're interested in finding out how immersive virtual reality experiences can enrich the lives of older adults, visit the Silver Adventures website today at www.silveradventures.com.au See you next week.